Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, all y'all. I have an issue with my rumble feed. Apparently, I did not get it set up properly. Let me try to see if I can fix that. You guys bear with me a minute. Um, let's see if I can get that done because the folks over at Rumble wants to see it too. I swear I thought I had that all taken care of. This is the challenges that we have when, um, when uh, you're doing it all your own self. And... Um, Oh, is that the one? Let me see if I can. I know I had that copied over and had it. So what you have to do um, when you're using StreamYard is for Rumble and some of the other ones that they um, don't automatically set up, you have to go in and you have to add your um, server URL and stream key. So let me see if it will, oh, darn it. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to let me do this now. No, I don't want to leave studio. I want to stay, but I want to open, I don't want the image. I want, darn it. Well, kids, this is Robin Holstein of the Holstein House uh, broadcast, and this is episode 93 of the Holstein House broadcast, and I am so glad to have you with me. I um, will see if I can edit this. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Let's see. Uh, slot this. Copy that. Uh, stream key this. Copy that. And edit. And home. And let's see. Did it work? Ratso, ratso, ratso. Well, I, I can't fix it while I'm on the air, and um, darn it. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, I've just wasted, what, four minutes <laughs> trying to fix that. So what I'll just have to do is, is I'll just have to let the folks over at Rumble know that it's not going to work. And, um, and uh, just, you know, sorry, guys. I, uh, I'll have to upload it later. <laughs> Oh, but that's just the way my week has started, honestly. Um, 
so here at the uh, hosting house broadcast if you if you're new to the broadcast we like the intro intro uh said um we uh we look at society and cultural issues affecting West Virginia because that's where I'm located, the United States, and sometimes the world because we do have an occasional person that uh, comes in from the Philippines or South Africa or or some other countries and they they chime in and say hello and we really appreciate their their participation, and then we also stream to several podcast apps using uh, Podbean, and Podbean goes out and it uploads <clears throat> pardon me to Rumble into some Apple products and to, um, darn it, <laughs> I can't remember all of, all of them, but uh, there's a bunch of them that it, it uploads to. So um, we, we try to keep it to an hour. Uh, Friday, we really went over by quite a bit. We got into some good conversation on Friday and, um, <clears throat> pardon me, and it, uh, it went real well. So I was really excited about that. Today, we're going to talk about disasters, like natural disasters, because we just had one. And uh, what happens when six inches of water falls within a couple hours and what public expectations seem to be and what, actu what may be actuality for them. Uh, a little bit about aftermath and uh, more stuff. I mean, it'll be It'll be good today. It'll be good today. Pardon my uh, my shaggy appearance. You'll understand as we get into the show <clears throat> why I look and well, <clears throat> maybe why I'm having uh, issues uh, with uh, with the voice here this morning. Um, so yeah, e uh, episode ninety, uh, episode ninety three, and uh, so we're going to be um, at a hundred pretty soon. We'll be at a hundred pretty soon. So I want to um, plan something good for that. I have a couple of ideas. I'll uh, I'll fill those in a little more later. I'd love to have um, uh, some other folks participate with that. But, you know, everybody's got their thing. It's all right. I, you know, what kind of thing would you like to do? Would you like me to do a give? What I'm thinking about doing is a giveaway. I'm thinking about doing a little giveaway. It's going to not be really exciting for some folks because I'm not into all that um tools and well I, I i toy around a little bit with with bitcoin right now i'm i'm still learning um stuff i haven't bought the um uh cold card yet so i need to do that i keep saying that in life you know so um i haven't i haven't done that yet shame on me but uh, we're gonna talk some more about um uh some uh National Institute of Health uh, stuff, a report that's out on there. Maybe it depends if we get to it. And uh, a little bit more on an EV charger. If you remember a while back, I talked about uh, wanting to get an EV charger. And then I couldn't find the link for the one that I was talking about. And I, I found a different one and that I'm going to look into a little more. And, and there's a maybe some kind, and I hate, I, I really do hate these government rebate programs and stuff like that because that gives the government information on you, you know, so, and they, they, they know stuff, but they kind of already know it. So I, just, I don't like giving them more than they need to know, but there's some rebate, there's some power company rebates and there's a um, uh, potential for a state rebate. Um, I'll share that with you if we get, if we get time here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, mostly we're going to talk, uh, talk this morning about, um, about the, uh, flooding that we experienced here in uh, the eastern part of Kanawha County, West Virginia, and that didn't affect the entire state. 
Uh, but we had a significant flood event yesterday morning. It started before dawn and a lot of people, a lot of people got caught um, and had to be rescued. There is, um, where did I put the, the link for that? Oh, here, oh, here it is. I'm going to share the screen here in just a second. And but what it's telling us is um, that there were over 700 calls to emergency services just in my small area of Kanawha County. Um, I Kanawha County is the largest county in West Virginia. However, uh, usually these events affect a much greater um, landmass. But we had one area in West Virginia that um, in, in Kanawha County, it might be on the border. I can't remember. I think they may be on the border. But uh, in Kanawha County, they got nine inches of rain in a few hours. And it was um, just awful. I don't know. I haven't seen that they've been able to reach uh, or find out about those folks yet. I, as of this morning's news, they didn't mention it. But there were lots of landslides and lots of water blocking roads and lots of homes moved off their foundations. It was awful. I usually do not hear the uh, emergency siren here. We have one here in town. It's just about a block from me. It's at the elementary school. And except for, you know, once a month they do those national tests and everybody's air, everybody's sirens, the emergency service sirens are supposed to go off. And you kind of think, oh, my gosh, you know, in, in some areas of the country, why are they doing that? Well, they do that because they got to make sure they work and come to find out here was it last spring or was it? Oh, I think it was last fall. The siren at our school had stopped working. And so people started saying, wait a minute, I can hear the siren at the fire department over here and the one over across the river, but this one isn't working. And, and they had to get it fixed. Well, if they hadn't got it fixed, we could have had an awful. <clears throat> Let me refocus here a little bit. I, I am out of focus because I'm still very tired, brain tired. I'm sore, physically sore, but I'm brain tired because I had uh, more water in the basement and I had the window wells for the basement windows filling up with water. And then the water was running in the house because those old windows aren't snug and secured anymore, even though we've, we've tried to caulk them and stuff. They're just so old. They need to be replaced. They're single pane anyway. They're not efficient at all. And there would um, the frame around them is wood. So, all of those things combined, six inches of rain in my town, my little community, six inches of rain before um, seven o'clock in the morning. It was like from 530 is when it started um, to about six o'clock. We, um, here in the, in, in the community where I live in Diamond, we got hit with six inches of water from uh, 530 to about seven o'clock in the morning. I was standing in the kitchen and hearing all this downpour and just because I've experienced water in the basement before, I, it came to me, you need to go check the drain in the stairwell outside. And I came down and the water was already in here. 
and I, I got to the drain. And what happens with that drain is it clogs up. And it clogs with leaves. It clogs with dirt and rock that's washing in. You'd have to see the way that it's so old. It needs replaced, but one thing at a time. So there's a little, um, there's a block that that's made for water to drain through. So it's it sets like this, and, and I've, I've got my hands in a rectangle shape. And then it's got like two, um, um, I don't know what you call <laughs> It's got two um, sections, or two um, little walls, I guess you call them, I don't know. But anyway, so it makes, it makes a, a, a three-section drain. It's a concrete block that makes it, well, it's probably a cinder block, but it has, it's a drain block so that the water will come through it, the moisture will come through it. Well, it also allows dirt to come through. And the dirt comes through on occasion, and if it's big enough pieces, it doesn't go through the, the little cap on the drain, and it gets clogged, and then it builds up. Well, there's about um, two and a half, three inches of space between that drain and the, the bottom of the door frame. If that water gets up to that high, it seeps under the door and then into the basement. <laughs> So remember, I've often said we have a, an unfinished basement. So that water is running in. The, I don't know that the water's coming in from the windows because it's coming down the, the sides, the walls, and I'm in the back of the basement dealing with that door. What you have to do is you have to keep that drain clean. And so before daylight, I went, there's a light switch upstairs. I went and flipped the light switch on for the light at the top of the stairs outside so that I could see what I was doing. And we've got a broom that we keep out there. And we, you know, I take that broom and I clean that drain out uh, and, and try to swirl that water to get it, to get it going in a motion so that it, it drains like a drain in your bathtub. And I'm standing there. I was actually there for an hour and a half. I mean, the only time I stopped was to run up and flip that light switch on. And um, um, I had to run up and, and let the dogs out when they got out because, you know, well, what I did was prop the door open but so they could go out. But anyway, my yard was flooded. They wouldn't go in the yard. It was it was a mess yesterday morning here. And, you ha and there was no warning. This was um, this was an unexpected. I mean, they were expecting rain, but the, the amount of rain they they did not. They had no idea it was going to be that much. So I'm in the back door. It's not quite daylight. It's just barely kind of gray outside. And I'm trying to keep that drain clear. And the siren goes off. It scares the daylights out of me because, like I said, I'm only about a block from there. I'm not used to hearing it. But, and this isn't, uh, this isn't a, a slam on our emergency services, but it was a little late. The, but they have, I mean, it's kind of complicated when you think about it because somebody has to let them know. This water is high, and it was already high in my my area. But I'm not thinking how much is going on in the dark that I can't see. And we've got uh, I'll show you in just a second. We have a creek out back of our house, but it's down far enough in, in the bottom uh, that getting to our house is almost not going to happen. The problem I've got is is the, the runoff water coming in the basement, but. We had, uh, in this little community, six inches, and we had one lady that had to be water rescued, which is never heard of in this little community. Uh, she just lives in a very low spot. The water was uh, 
just coming up because there's a the little creek behind us starts miles away. Well, not miles because then it would be a river, but you know it starts a, a, a good long distance away, and all of this water is combining, and then there's blockages, and then those blockages come loose, and that creek can the creek actually comes behind the railroad yard. Well, the railroad yard. <laughs> It's not real clean. It's got a lot of spilled chemicals, a lot of spilled stuff. So that water is, 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 let me, let me show you. Let me show you uh, what I'm talking about. I'm going to share the screen here in just a second. Am I going to get to the right window? Uh, let me make sure I've got the right picture up. Nope, that's not it. It's this one. Okay. Let me share this window with you. Let me take me off of the... Oops, let me take that banner off too. Y'all need to remind me to take that banner off sometimes. So what, what, what I'm showing you here, if I can get to the dumb page, because dummy me got it uh, moved around behind stuff so that I can't reach it and click on it. What you're looking at here is if the top, image and for those of you on podcast i'm sorry it the top image shows the creek that runs you know out back um the uh the amount of space between the top of this picture and this little tree is about the width of a football field and the length that you really can't see is at least one football field and maybe one and a half football field. So this is a bottom. You can't tell the curves in here. This is uh, uh, at the end of this uh, handrail, which the is is you you can't use this right here. There's a couple little stairs, uh, but they're useless. You'll you'll crush right through them. It's all rotten. Uh, is an alley, a public right of way, about six feet wide or so. This little tree is on other person's property. It's on the other side of the property line. This fence is on theirs. The creek runs through there. So you, you can't see where it's supposed to be, but there's a little alley right here about where this dividing line is. But this, the, the property here is about, I don't know how deep, I, I wouldn't have any way of knowing. Um, if that's a three foot fence, it's probably 12, 15 feet from my bank to match their bank over here or the back of my yard. This bottom picture is uh, not even the, the worst of it yesterday. Um, this was about 10 o'clock in the morning. It got higher than this. It got, if you can see that mouse pointer, it got up almost up to their swimming pool here. And uh, this is their garden. It's flooded their garden. I would, my, my personal, me personally, I'd never plant a garden in here again. Not without a lot of soil. Because all of this water ran through that railroad yard. And all those chemicals in that railroad yard. Yeah, they ran on past. But they also ran through and have, have continued. Or, or I guess you could have it tested. I mean, but yeah, this is, this this whole thing, like I said, this is the width of a football field. It comes up on this little tree. Um, when it was at its height, it was up about in here. It almost 
uh, came up in what we call the alley. And um, it just really deep. I mean, that's just a, a crap ton of, uh, of water there. So let me get back. Um, it, it was just, uh, it was just a terrible, terrible event yesterday. And we did have, like I said, we had a lady that was, um, was water rescued. She is probably, I'm trying to think dad's 83. She is probably 87 and not in the best of health. And they had to get her out of there, but her house wasn't underwater, underwater, but there probably was several feet of water in her house. So one of the other things that we did, um, of course, I, I was cleaning that water out. One of the other things I did yesterday morning on behalf of my church is I went over and um, uh, got some supplies. Oh, darn it. And, um, oh, why are all these dumb windows open? I'm about to sneeze too. I'm sorry, guys. I, I went to... Um, I went over to tractor supply. What I was afraid of in that picture that I was showing you is the, the sewer line runs through the alley now, the, the public right of way. And that water got up to the, to the top of the manhole almost. And I was afraid myself. Um, I was afraid that if, if that flooded that manhole, then it would overwhelm the, uh, the pump station, which is a few blocks away. And all of that would cause a backup of, of my, my uh, sewer, my, uh, bathroom water and stuff and so I thought well you know I have an idea I've got pieces and parts of a plan but I didn't have it all together so I needed to go over to uh, uh, tractor supply and get some horse bedding those little pine um, horse bedding um, pellets you know it's almost like cat litter for horses <laughs> and I, I've used them before in the coop especially in the winter to help keep the coop dry a combination of the of the pine pellets and straw and um, uh, pine shavings in, in there to help with the coop. And, and I needed some anyway, but I've got the, um, what I was going to do is if I needed to have a restroom, if that toileting was going to be down, then I needed to have a way to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I do have a setup that I was, that I'm going to use for the, um, and I'll make it into that here in a minute for the quick camp of a uh, portable, a pop-up portable facility with a hand washing station. I got all, had all that worked out for the uh, quick camp. Actually, it was supposed to be for hip camp, but then, you know, hip camp said, no, you don't have enough property. So anyway, I went, at, I was going to tractor supply to get a couple of bags of those uh, horse bedding pellets. And while I was there, I picked up some buckets. I picked up some bleach, which was probably overpriced, but, and there was something else I got while I was there. I can't remember. Oh, some, some cleaner, some hand sanit or some sanitizing wipes. But what I have is a list. I have a list of items from where we had this a couple years ago and another uh, household was flooded and flooded really bad. And I had this list of items to put in these buckets to make it uh, a, 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 a disaster cleanup bucket. And I'm going to show you a picture of it now. As soon as I can do that. Oh, it's supposed to be off. Darn it. Why didn't you tell me that was on there? So here's what we've got. I'm trying not to sneeze too. What we've got here is 
a, a bucket for a cleanup. Uh, and this uh, actually originated, the, the idea originated from a list that we had from the United Methodist Disaster Team from a couple of years ago. And uh, it's a list of things that you put in a bucket and you're supposed to go through and you're supposed to check it off to make sure everybody has it. And um, what we've got there, uh, let me see if I can find my my list, 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 list. I bet I can't. TikTok, here we go. Um, oh, it's because it's in here. And let me see. It, there's a list. There, I have a list of items that you put in there and it includes um the the list actually suggests sizes of things but um i don't it, it to me it's it's more important to have the thing like uh, the the um the bucket list i should say bucket list um says uh, i think it's a two uh a gallon a a gallon of uh, bleach, but they didn't have a gallon of bleach. So it's like something's better than nothing. So the um, what they ended up with was two, two and a half quarts of bleach. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering and stammering here. I've got too many things happening at the same time. The, oh, darn it, why does it happen to load every time? The lit, the original list at, suggests two uh, or one. Where's the bleach? Where's the bleach? Oh, I got to sneeze. It's one gallon of bleach, but they didn't have gallons. They had like uh, two and a half quarts. It's liquid laundry detergent, uh, liquid household cleaners, because you're, you're trying to... Um, not use a lot of water uh, to mix powders up to use it. Liquid dish soap. Uh, they suggest a 16 or 28 ounce bottle, but you know, I got what they had there. Uh, well, I started at Tractor Supply and Tractor Supply was didn't have most of this stuff. Um, but what it asked for is uh, liquid laundry detergent, liquid household cleaner like Mr. Clean, liquid dish soap, one can of air freshener, <laughs> aerosol or pump, one can of insect repellent spray. Now, would you think of insect repellent? Would you think that, I mean, off the top of your head, you're trying to clean your place up. Would you think that you need uh, some, some, you know, off or, or uh, something like that for not, yeah, deep woods off or something like that. Uh, scrub brush, a pack of cleaning wipes, such as handy wipes or reusable wipes. No terry cloth, because terry cloth's awful, actually. It says seven sponges, but I bought just a, a pack of sponges, five scouring pads, and I got the kind with the sponge on it. So 50 clothespin, uh, a, a clothesline. It says two 50-foot or one 100-foot cotton or plastic. And I just, that's something also Tractor Supply didn't have. I ended up getting the majority of these things over at the Dollar General. I could have went to Walmart, but um, um, I, did, I, I didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to do that. So you can also um, five scaring pads, fifty click clotheslines, two roll, twenty-four roll heavy-duty trash bags. Well, the the trash bags that they had at the Dollar General 
is what they got. The heavy, their heavy duty. Uh, it says five dust dust masks, but what I did is I bought a pack of um, twenty and just split them. So, um, and it was hard to find those at the Dollar General. Two pair of disposable kitchen gloves, rubber or latex, and one pair of work gloves, cotton or leather. Uh, so what and and that's basically what i supplied uh I, I was able to get the trash bags the bleach the liquid laundry detergent um but like i said most of this came from um, um dollar general uh dish detergent sp spray disinfectant which you know is like lysol but it was a different brand hand sanitizer dis disinfecting wipes scrub scrub sponges uh household latex gloves scrub brush, reusable wipes, clothesline, clothespin, and disposable masks. Um, and I put a letter in from our church with that and, <clears throat> you know, took it over to it. There was a different church that was collecting these things and I took them over there and, um, and gave to them. <clears throat> so that's, um, that's that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, so we had, uh, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. Being ready for something, you you almost can't be 100% ready for something like this, but you can be ready for disasters in general. Um, where's my, oh, here's the build list. If you go to, I know we are, a lot of us are kind of suspicious of government, government agencies, but I mean, you know, if you apply common sense to some of them, it, it's, all, it's not too bad. Ready.gov, and I have this uh, listed down in um, uh, uh, the uh, show notes. <clears throat> Did I, da, 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 I need to change what I'm looking at. How do I go back and oh, I guess I have to stop that and I have to go back and add it again to get the different screen to get the window. Here we go. Here we go. Is it? There it is. And let me do this. Nope, not that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this. Let me do this. All right. I'm still trying not to sneeze. So ready.gov has a list of how of building an emergency kit. And this is not this is, but it's not like the one that we did to to give to the folks. The one that, that we just that we just did our church, the one that I just rattled all that stuff from. Uh, is a post-flood cleanup. This is a basic disaster supply kit. This, uh, what you're looking at here, is um, it's just a generic list of things that everyone needs to have for an, an emergency. You need to have a gallon of water per person per day for several days. Now, <clears throat> we just had our disaster yesterday. We may have some more rain today, which is going to be another story. But we just had our disaster yesterday. Our government, the the, the um, emergency response people kicked in. Boom, they're in there now. Now, this morning at 730, our government leaders 
disaster people, all of the agency's representatives are supposed to be meeting. It's not too far from me. It's over at the Quincy Shopping Center. Uh, well, what we call shopping centers. Anyway, they, they're meeting over there to discuss now what to do. Now, now most of the agencies are going to have a plan. When I worked for the um, State Conservation Agency, I worked in water resources. I worked in several different offices there. They rotated me through the different uh, directors until uh, I ended up in uh, with the um, uh, legislative specialist uh, position. So anyway, I was working for water resources under Russ Campbell, and I was often for flood emergencies dispatched down to the uh, Capitol building to the emergency services center. Uh, and at that time, it was located in the basement of our Capitol building. And the basement of our Capitol building was below the level of the river. So it was always a conversation about, you know, the Canal River was at flood stage and we're below that. <laughs> so we were in the basement. But anyway, we would work and there, there is there is a plan for government agencies to take care of things. And one of the things that you have to understand is their first actions is, you know, well, after the emergency part, after people are removed from the dangerous situations, now they're sitting back there deciding what to do to get people back in their houses, but also uh, get the revenue flowing back for the government. I remember when Wheeling Island flooded, it's been many years ago because I worked back, it was in the uh, I went to the conservation agency in the year 2000 and I left in 2007. So it's been a long time ago, but we had a bad flood and Wheeling Island flooded. And one of the biggest concerns was to get Wheeling Island back and functioning because in, on Wheeling Island, which is an island in the Ohio river, um, was a massive casino. Of course, they didn't call them casinos there. Uh, and every day that it was down, every day that people couldn't gamble, was a massive loss of income to this to that general area. Of course, people need to work; they need their money and and things like that. But that was the primary concern, and I remember getting really upset about it. I said, "We've got people that are out of their houses," and I was often reminded that that's not what our job at that particular agency was. So, um, they're not going to come immediately. After I mean, you're going to get the emergency services right away for the most part. But after that, it's a, it's a it's a hurry up and wait game because the go, the agencies are meeting together. So these are things. Uh, let me get back on track a little bit here. These are things that you need to have uh, in an emergency box, whether it's a uh, a tote, a clear tote, a, 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 a an opaque tote that you write on it. These are things that you need to have. You need to have a gallon of water per day for several days. I always plan on two weeks. Now, a lot of things say initially three days. And yes, start with three days because you got to start somewhere. But my long-term plan for something like what we just had would be two weeks. If I had been hit, because some of the places that were hit with this flood water yesterday, their houses come off the foundation. If my place had been hit that bad, it doesn't matter how many food jars of canned goods I've got. They're under mud. They're in the water. You know, all of my dehydrated stuff's you know, no use. So this is an emergency kit that you need to have, uh, that you can get to get out. You need to have several days of food to match with your water. You need to have a battery or hand cranked radio. 
and a NOAA weather radio with a tone alert. Now, I had at one time one of those NOAA weather radios. I don't know where in the heck it's been lost in a couple of moves, and I don't know where it's gone. But the last time I used it, it was weird. I It didn't act right, but it wasn't a big fancy one anyway. I, that's what I need to get back. Uh, I do have a hand crank uh, uh, flashlight thing, and we, I think we have a hand crank radio, but we don't, <laughs> we don't have them where we need them. So that's something else we need to get. Flashlights. I've got, a, like I just said, i got a hand crank flashlight. That thing's a nightmare. Do you know how long you have to crank to get light? But you don't need power. You don't need batteries. But you do need to have some batteries, extra batteries. A first aid kit, very basic first aid kit for small cuts and stuff. You're not going to be, I mean, if you want to get a, a fancier, you know, massive first aid kit, you can do that. But to get started, just get a small one with some bandages to help take care of small cuts and, and abrasions and things like that. You know, start there. Start small. Extra batteries. A whistle. Have you ever thought about having a whistle? I went to an event the Department of Natural Resources put on several years ago, and we got a bright orange, like that fluorescent orange uh, whistle, just a little plastic whistle, keychain. Key and I have it on my key ring, which is not right here. It's upstairs. But a whistle because to draw attention to yourself or in some cases to scare people away so if you're being attacked you if you can if you think you're going to be attacked and you can get to your whistle and you can blow the whistle then perhaps the person will leave you alone but the idea in this case is a whistle so that you can get attention to get some help uh masks to help filter contaminated air <clears throat> i'm not going to get into what type you know, you got to figure that out for yourself. Plastic sheeting and duct tape for sheltering in place. Now, that's something we don't do too much of around here anymore. But honestly, if I had to plastic sheet this house, this this 1920s era house, um, I'd die first before I got it done. But the idea between a pla to the plastic sheeting is to select a room. And me, I'm going to select the bathroom because <laughs> I'm going to have to go. Uh, and plastic sheet and duct tape the windows and stuff to keep contained. Like if it's a um, chlorine leak, I, li I live very close to the railroad marshalling yard. Uh, they they have chlorine tanks going by all the time. It could be a chlorine leak. So to shelter in place, you can do that. Moist towelettes, garbage bags, plastic ties for personal sanitation. Uh, wrench or pliers to turn off utilities. We all need to check our utility shutoffs, our emergency shutoffs, because I can't turn the water off with wrench or pliers. I need this one particular thing. And I do have one, um, but it's not a wrench or pliers. You can't do that. My electric box, wrench or pliers is not going to help there. I don't think. Mr. Holstein would have to show me. I think it's got a pull handle. But anyway, um, you check your utility emergency shutoffs. Our water is shutoff is behind me where it comes into the house. Um, I can shut it off there, but I can't shut it off at the meter with wrenches or pliers. A manual can opener to open food. Local maps. Do you see those anywhere? I have some. I I I came across some local maps a long time ago, so I have some. It dawns on me that I don't see them anywhere. You know, I you don't see them at gas stations anymore. You don't see them at restaurants much anymore. Now, Shoney's has quite a few, I think, uh, on a rack behind the uh, register or next to the register. I think they used to. I don't know if they still do or not. 
Uh, cell phone with chargers and battery backup. Do you have a, a little, um, these are old, but that's what they do. Um, I bought these to go on a trip and um, they're just little, um, little uh, battery packs. I, I think you can still get these at the time they were highly expensive it was crazy but um and they didn't they don't hold much as far as charge for my phone but i can keep i can do that for an emergency um they probably need topped off i do have a little one a little uh little uh it looks like it's about the size of a cell phone but it's a power pack so i do have one of those and we could go on and go on and go on with this list I, like i said i've put the list um uh, link in the link in the um, uh, in the sh in the notes below. Let's see. Oh, and you know, I, it's, it sounds really bad. It really does. But we expect the, the you know, there's a thing going around. The government's not going to save you. You got to save yourself. This is kind of true. I was watching the news this morning. Oh, here, let me turn that off. And um, I was watching the news this morning. And there was a woman, she was very distraught. Now, you've got to remember, these folks have just gone through a significant trauma, significant trauma. And it's there. everybody's in shock. It doesn't matter whether it was a big event for you or a little event for you. Everybody's in shock. I'm, 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 I'm just dreading we're supposed to get some more rain and maybe another four inches this afternoon. So I'm kind of in a, in a, in a mm, I'm worried. You know, because I don't want to have to deal with this water either. But these folks that have lost their homes, um, they're they're in shock. So they're interviewing this lady, and of course that's what the news people do. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. And if you know, when you got floodwaters, you got people in a panic, and it makes good headlines. She says we've got to have these these creeks dredged. We have to get these. Anytime there's a water event, people seem to think that the answer is to dredge. It's it's not. Now, you may have blockages, you may have trees down, you may have a lot of trash. Uh, some of these hollows, when we have uh, big flood events, the trash that runs into the Canal River is amazing. I mean, just garbage trash, uh, just where people throw things out or drop things. That, I mean, it's it's tremendous. But she was on a creek, she was on Kelly's Creek, and she was in an area that a couple ridges over uh, the feeder streams, you know how feeder streams do got nine inches of water in a couple hours nine inches you know that's that's that much water in just a couple hours and it's all running down the stream and it's all combining with this stream it's all combining with that stream and it's all coming down and it blows her house out and not just her house but some all the all the people in that holla had some kind of damage and you can't dredge enough creek bottom or river bottom to stop that kind of water and to keep it in the bank it's an unrealistic expectation now were there blockages in the water i you know i wasn't there i don't know but maybe there were though you have to remove the blockages you have to make sure the creeks are 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 clean you you have you you have to understand, we, we like to think of water as we're going to the beach or we're going fishing or whatever. Water can do tremendous damage. It is a powerful, powerful force. And, you know, it 
obviously was blowing houses off of foundations, it's rolling cars down the creek. It's 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 there's storage buildings, you know, yards and yards away from where it belongs. This stuff is you can't contain it. You really can't contain it. And dredging that I mean, it really doesn't serve the purpose people think it does. Um, you're going to get a little bit the first time. But eventually, you don't get that much. So if you think of, um, uh, let's see if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Let's let's say this is a dam. Okay, this is the downriver side, and I've I've got I've got a little box here for those of you guys that are listening on the podcast. I have a little box here setting in front of my face, and I'm simulating a dam. So those of you can see this is the downriver side. So you've got the holes opening over here. Okay, and this is the upriver side. So you've got all the water coming here. So when you first build that dam, you know, you, you, you're saving a lot of water back. You're holding a lot of water back. It's, it's filling this up. And then the gates on the dam regulate how much water is behind it, right? So if they close all the gates and the water rises and it could overtop the dam. And so they open the gates and, and that water, the water level goes down. Well, if you have, okay, so you, when you first build the dam, yeah, you're, you're, you're holding back all of this water until you, until you get the dam to filled to the height that you want to keep it. Now, at that point, the only water you're, you're dealing, you can save is what's between the top of where your um, gates are and the top of the dam. That's all you get because the rest of it's already full of water. So I, I know it's 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 hard to explain, but you know, there's only so much water a dam will hold back, and you think it's a lot because it's deep. But that was the one time after they built the dam that they filled it. You know, yeah, that water's not going downstream anymore. But but future storms, future flood water is not filling up this whole empty space. Oh, I know it's not a very good explanation, but people, and I, I don't, it's kind of exacerbating because I, when I worked at the uh, conservation district or conservation agency in the water resources, and we, we would try to explain, people get so upset, and yes, they should. It's an emotional event to have everything you've, you've worked for all your life washed away, and you want somebody to do something, but it, the government isn't always going to be able to fix everything and they're not going to try what they're going to try to do is get you back to a a level where you can either rebuild or move and um, when you have nine nine inches of water coming <laughs> coming down in a couple hours at the head of the hollow and all these other i mean it's just a devastation that you can't do anything about but bless your hearts um i would like to request uh, make a request for you guys that are listening. I would like to request that you donate some money to the Red Cross. I know probably some of you guys are rolling your eyes, but it's an established organization. They're already in the area and you can designate your funds to go to uh, the flood victims in West Virginia. I, I would like to ask for you to do that. Um, you know, I, I'm giving money. I'm doing things, you know, to help. And 
uh, and I had water in the house. So, but I just would like to ask you to do that. And um, even if you're watching a, uh, a later uh, a re replay of, um, of today's live message, consider it, please. Consider it, please. Donating to the, uh, uh, the Red Cross for the flood victims in West Virginia. Wow, there's so much stuff. It's uh, it's ten minutes still, and um, I, there's so much stuff I didn't get to uh, to go over. I want let me talk a few minutes about the aftermath and from my experience uh, working with the conservation agency and the water resources division at that time. And I can only speak about the time that I was there. We would go to a an area. And we would set up a headquarters office, usually in a conservation district office. And we'd have like a little corner of the office over there. And uh, the last one, the most impactful one that I worked, that I went to the local office and not the uh, emergency uh, operations center at, uh, in uh, Charleston. Because I was an administrative staff and I went to set up the office uh, in Beckley and our Beckley uh, conservation district office down there off Raglan Road. Um, we would get calls all the time about um, my my low water bridge is out and and why can't you fix the bridge and people will because you're a government agency they assume that you can do all of the government things and you can't and you have to be able to tell people I'm sorry that's not something that we can address what our agency did uh, we had to we re removed blockages so it's, let's say with our flood um, I have a I have a video. I don't think I can. Sh I might be able to share the video, but I don't know that you'd be able to understand it because the um, the underpass. So there's above me, not too far. There's a railroad crossing. There's an underpass, and um, tractor trailers go to the coal yard. Okay, so coal truck drivers, a massive eighteen wheelers, are going to the coal uh, going to the coal yard. They have to go under that underpass. Well, that underpass was full of water just boiling, raging, mean, awful, uh, clay-colored, muddy water that was blowing out of the creek. And um, they couldn't, obviously, they couldn't work. So you've got massive uh, numbers of 18-wheelers just sitting around, you know, because they're on the job, but they can't, <laughs> they can't get past there. But what our agency would do, if, if that underpass had um, debris blocking it, causing the water to back up, we would get in there and we would remove the blockage. And we go on to the next one. We didn't fix the stuff that was in there that was for another agency. And people would call in and desperate for help and angry going through all of the stages of grief that you go through because you do go through those stages. Grief doesn't just affect you when it's a human's passing or, or pet passing. Grief, the stages of grief, grief are effective anytime you have a major loss or a major um, trauma. Uh, you go through the stages, but they would be calling and they'd be really upset. And why can't you do this? And why can't you do that? And people would, I started to tell you, people would have low water bridges. Want to know why you can't put a bigger bridge in there? Well, I'm flooded. I can't get across it. Low water bridges are for that purpose. They're to get you from point A to point B through the creek when it's, the water's low. It's not like a major bridge. But after all of this excitement, after this, the first 10 days or so of this event, 
other people start forgetting. So that the people who have been affected almost feel forgotten. In a way they are because we're not, and I say we generically, we're not focused on them anymore. We've gone on to the next disaster. One of the best things that can happen if you ever have family or friends experience some kind of natural disaster like this is to be there after all the emergency services pull out. They're going to be in for, you know, a couple of weeks or so, and then they're going to move on to the next thing. And it's because that's what they do. It's the time after we've got a young lady, well, a young lady one of the ladies at my church two years ago. Uh, ha- it was impacted significantly in a flood event here in town. And it was strange because of Culver. It, it, nobody else had any water, but she lived um, just uh, off a creek that went through a culvert to the river. And sometimes, you know, the creek would get up and it would go down again, but it had never been in their houses. And she'd lived there all of her life. And she's 63, I think, I'm trying to compare her to how old I am. And, but anyway, so in all that time, she's, she cannot recall a, an event where her home got flooded. Well, it happened that the culvert that you can't see because the creek goes down and around and makes a curve, that culvert was getting clogged and getting clogged and getting clogged and, and nobody was cleaning it out. Now, that's something you can do to help, you know, you can clean out a culvert that's filling up with silt and stuff. But it caused a massive flood. She got so much water in her house. People lost their cars just on that one little strip. There was like eight houses and that was it. Well, it's two years later now, and and that family is still trying to work to piece that house back together. She's still, and this event yesterday, uh, the water didn't get into their home, but it did get into their garage, which is a little further off uh, down the bank. And um, so she got, she's gotten hit twice, but she hasn't fully recovered from the first one. So these things go longer than people anticipate. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, once the emergency part and the excitement and the adrenaline and everybody's in here, I'm going to help. I'm going to help. Weeks later, they still need help. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that. So six inches of water, you know, we I need to have, I need to do a better job myself of getting my emergency kit together. Where I'm at, I'm pretty secure, like I said, but still yet things here in this basement um, have been damaged. There's nothing damaged here that is uh, like significant value. There's some clothes that were um, put together for uh, for donation. There's some um, a box a ream a box of reams of paper that got wet, and I'll have to get rid of. It. But I mean, there's nothing of significant value. There's not like grandfather clocks or anything down here. So none of that stuff was bothered. The dog bed got wet, so it'll either dry or it'll get pitched in a trash. I don't. It's pretty big. I don't think it'll dry though. Just that kind of stuff. It's no big deal. I, I did notice that my laundry hamper was soaked in the bottom. And I didn't even think about that. The hamper is one of those mesh ones with the three sections in it. And it's on PVC pipes and on wheels so I can roll it around. But it sags. You know, these things, they're not as good as they make them out to be. It sags. And uh, so it got water and the, the clothes that were in the um, in the hamper got wet. So, I mean, that's just, they just need to be washed. But um um, it, I didn't really intend to tie up the entire time this morning on that, but, uh, it, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, 
I'm still trying to decide what to do with episode 100. If you have any ideas, please let me know. If you want to be part of it, please let me know. Oh, the mailman or somebody's out there. The dog's barking. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Overall, I had it pretty easy. Uh, I mean, just water in my basement, water in the window wells, and I got soaked and I'm sore from uh, bucketing out the window wells and, and heaving the uh, back, uh, shop back around and dumping it all the time. But for me, it it wasn't, I mean, it's nothing to, I'm not really complaining about it. It, I still have my stuff, uh, but there's a lot of people that lost everything. And again, I encourage you to make a donation to the, to the Red Cross. I think that's probably better. I mean, there are there are churches and other organizations, Salvation Army and stuff that'll help too, but um, probably the Red Cross is the, I don't want to say safer, but easier you know, one to find and, and get money directly to those folks and supplies and, and support. Um, you guys get your lists together, um, print that list, go to that link that I have in the bottom. Let me know if you would add or subtract anything from that list for your uh, particular needs. Um, don't forget your pets because a lot of these folks had pets. If they are um, okay, if they were able to get out of their homes with their pets, they, you got to find a place to stay that allows pets. So you need a list of those kind of places too, hotels that accept pets. So if you have livestock, you need to think, uh, what are you going to do with your livestock? Like my chickens, Lord, I just have to turn them loose. <laughs> the ducks wouldn't care. They'd just be floating all over the place. But the chickens, they <laughs> they have to turn it out. So like I said, the... Um, talk a little bit about the little dog house the contractors are um are not working today i suspect some of them got hit with a flood mm. pardon me knowing where they the guys all lived i figure they all have to oh yes i needed to tell you next tuesday is going to have to be a pre-recorded show which is fine with me i'm sure it's fine with you but um dad has his heart cap next tuesday so i would appreciate the prayers for his safety uh during that the, and his healing and that the uh the the staff that uh tend to him are uh, are calm well rested and and that the lord will guide their hands and he'll do just fine still got that tree problem you saw that in the um in the uh video of the backyard there that tree is down we haven't he he was able to cut up some stuff in the other yard the other day it's shoes i would love to do that um biochar i gotta figure out how to do it i I've, I've seen different videos but i haven't been able to focus on them i'd like to give it a try and see uh see how much fun or not fun that's going to be we do have guests this weekend so i can't uh, i can't share a uh, labor day weekend uh direct book special discount because too late we got folks coming in on friday and they're staying through monday so um we're looking forward to having them come and stay always. I love, I, I really enjoy most of my guests. There's a few that, uh, that uh, I can pass on. <laughs> but I think these two will be just fine. Um, real quick, you know, I had told you that uh, I, I was going to try to do the hip camp and hip and I even, even got my little logo on my little tin cup. Uh, I put together a, a, a hip camp logo and then they said, nope, you don't qualify. <laughs> But I have decided I'm going to pursue that uh, on my own. I've called it Quick Camp. And the idea is that it's um, it's just a little spot for, for tent camping. Uh, just uh, three spots. That's it. The maximum we'd ever have here would be three tents. Uh, I would provide a little privy for everybody. It's not intended to be long-term stuff. It's intended to be a night or two. And that's about it on your way in between. 
uh, camping places. Um, I'm going to do a trial. I have a few dates in October that I'm going to do a trial and folks that are part of um, Toolman Tim's um, um, Telegram chat group have been, uh, that information has been shared. I've, I'm going to let them give it a try when they go down to um, to help him out in October and we'll see how that works. And if it works out well and I can get everything lined up just so get some, we'll, we'll have it wide open for direct booking. Uh, but I am pursuing that. Now, right now I can't do it because I got the guys working on the doghouse with the, with the, with the roof and the stuff and the nails and the trucks and all that stuff. Once they're done with that and I, I wouldn't anticipate they'll be done by next week, depending on the weather. Then we get that all cleaned up and we get stuff looking good. I think it'll be, it'll be great. So I've decided to try offering up to uh, three tent spaces and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just tent spaces. It's not a campground. Like, you know, I have oodles and oodles of space because it's just here in my yard. Um, but it's just a quick stopover on your way uh, from point A to B. So, uh, and depending on my mood, whether you're a decent camper guest and that kind of stuff, you might get the opportunity to share a little breakfast. We'll see. Uh, but the official language on the website is Holstein House Bed and Breakfast has designated quick camp areas for tent camping. You'll have daytime access to the house for possible and possibly a light continental style breakfast and bathroom facilities. So during the day when we're up, you would be able to come in and use the restroom and uh, maybe, maybe I'll fix you some breakfast. We'll see. We would have to limit the noise. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be up talking. We'd have to limit the noise between 9 and 8, 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. So it'd be like quiet time. You have to be mindful that this is a community. There's speed limits in town. There's neighbors and stuff. So, uh, and you'd have to dispose your garbage and recyclables responsibly. Maybe, maybe a, um, uh, a uh, fire pit. I have a small one. I don't know how well that's going to work. Plus, it, if it's fire season and different things like that. But it would be just what it sounds like. Just a quick little stopover for folks who are tent camping. And then if you stayed a day or two, you, you know, you can go in Charleston, which is about 15 miles for me. Um, there are uh, kayak access. There's uh, Kanawha State Forest. is a great little spot to, to uh, actually they have camping too. But it's a great little spot to hike and things. But if you're just trying to get from point A to point B and you're a tent camper and you're looking for a spot, we'll, we're going to have that. But like I said, we're going to do a trial of it in October with um, with uh, Tim Cook's folks over in the uh, Toolman Tim um, Telegram group. And don't forget, we I also have a Telegram group, which is Holstein House uh, Chat over there. And uh, you can you can get the link from the uh, messages, the messages. Listen to me. Uh, you can get the link from the show notes below. Oh, let's see. I haven't decided about rabbits. I wanted, I'm thinking about rabbits. I don't know. Um, things to do around here. Geocaching is a thing that people like to do. The music, the Huntington Music and Art Festival this, uh, this weekend. Um, actually going on now. Start on the 28th. So it's this week. <laughs> Oak Leaf Festival in Oak Hill is this weekend. Um, Italian Heritage Festivals in Clarksburg. That's a good little drive. Sunflower Festival and Flea Market in Alderson. Now, Alderson's a little bit of a drive. Alderson is where the prison is where Martha Stewart stayed. And Mr. Holstein was working for the, uh, the, for the state government uh, at the Division of Rehabilitation Services in the, oh, what was it? I forget now. 
I forget what it was called, but it, he did a lot of maintenance and uh, stuff on um, vending machines for the state. He only did that for about five months before he got on with the, with the power company, but he saw her there. He was in the, in the prison working on stuff. He said she walked by and just kind of smiled and nodded, you know, just to say, just to acknowledge, hey, I see you there. And um, saw her. Great Beckley Beer Festival is the third. And Beckley's about 45 minutes drive. <clears throat> so let's see. Did we get to everything today? I, I enjoy just kind of rambling. But I know that a lot of you guys who listen to this really, really don't like to hear people just ramble. And I have a couple of ladies that uh, tend to listen to the podcast while they are doing other things. And, and that's great, too. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to, I need to dial this in a little better. If you got this far, I appreciate it. And I'd appreciate it if you'd share a like. And uh, if you're not subscribed and you got this far, please subscribe. I'd like to build the channel a little bit more. Uh, just so I feel like I'm not talking to myself all the time. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm already over an hour. I'm about an hour and five minutes. I just wanted to touch on, uh, I'm still, I've got to finish up the dehydrating workshop stuff. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. And I was set back quite several hours on that stuff. By all that water and all that stuff yesterday. So I have to finish the handouts. I've got several of those put together. Uh, I have to get, I have to make sure my machine's ready to pack up and take over to the building. Um, I do have some fruit leather done. I have several items. I've got some pineapple done. I've got some uh, marshmallows done. I've got some tomatoes done. It's cherry tomatoes too and tomato powder. And what else do I have? Oh, I have the beans and uh, carrots and beans, uh, carrots and beans, carrots and peas that I showed you the other day. And if you listen this far and you're thinking about stopping, you're traveling from uh, through or to West Virginia on Interstate 6477, the Turnpike, and you want to look for a place to stay, if you direct book with uh, uh, Holstein House, go to robinholstein.com and look for Holstein House on the menu. There's a special promo code for you. You can get an additional 5% off of your stay if you include Podcast 5 in your booking. And I'm going to probably change that this week if I get some time to broadcast or something similar. But right now, Podcast 5, P-O-D-C-A-S-T 5, will get you 5% off your direct book stay. That does not work with Airbnb. I'm trying to encourage more people to direct book instead of use Airbnb. If you want to use Bitcoin, we can talk. We can talk. Go to the contact page at robinholstein.com and um, reach out to me and we'll work something out for that. Uh, October, which is still ways off, we're going to have a special, it's the sweetest month, you'll get, uh, you have the opportunity if you choose it, and you direct book to enjoy Hall's Chocolates and in-room fresh, fresh flowers <laughs> your first night, uh, just for direct booking it, and that'll be from October 1st through the 31st, and uh, valid for stays Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sundays. And, of course, we have our coffee and chocolates that we uh, we offer. Enjoy special in-room treat of Hall's Crafted Premium Chocolates and uh, a serving of almost heaven whole bean coffee roasted by Coal River Coffee Company, ground fresh on site just before your breakfast if you'd like to have that. But you have to select it when you direct book. I don't do that for Airbnb. So go to robinholstein.com and choose Holstein House from the menu and use the link to check the dates you want. And you'll see the options there, and you should choose those. 
the one that you want. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me. Go to robinholstein.com. Reach out to me and put uh, guest in the uh, in the subject line or special guest or potential guest or something like that in the subject line, and we can work something out. For all you guys over on the podcasts, if you happen to be on Fountain or any of the other Value for Value Exchange uh, podcast, and you got any, you know, anything out of this uh, production today, whether it was good, whether it made you feel good, whether it made you feel angry, whether it made you feel confused, <laughs> I would appreciate you sharing your uh, your experience and your the value that you feel that you got from uh, from the show today. Uh, by zapping or tipping or or boosting any amount you feel is appropriate and we love it we appreciate it very much it, it it's it's a great it's a great feeling so that's going to be it guys i'm going to close it up there i'm going to hit the uh, outro music here in just a second and uh, again i appreciate you being here we want to try to do something special for our uh, 100th broadcast and uh, i gotta try to get that rumble feed fixed dang on I'm going to try, I need to try to get this uh, out of here too. I've got some, all this laundry to do. I've got to finish the dehydrating uh, handouts and stuff. And I think Betty, who's been sitting over there so patiently and so pretty, has to go out. I think she has to go out. She's giving me that look. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, uh, I do appreciate you being here. And we will see you again on Friday. It'll be Friday Live Unscripted. Like to have you here, like to have you participating a little more. Okay. We will finish up then and I will talk to you later. Bye bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.